Well, President Joe Biden has made, uh, obviously, some announcements this morning at a press conference. I prefer looking at his social media because I think somebody else writes it. Anyway, he says, and I quote, we went to Afghanistan almost 20 years ago with some clear goals. Get those who attacked us on September 11, 2001 and make sure Al-Qaeda could not use Afghanistan as a base from which to attack us again. We did that a decade ago. Our mission was never supposed to be nation building. Well, what do you make of that? 13, 12, 69 already. Many are accusing him of copping out. I don't know if that's fair, considering it was the Trump administration that first set this whole transition, if you like, uh, of power to the Taliban in motion. Was it not Donald Trump and his administration that first started negotiating with the Taliban? I think it was back in 2018. 13, 12, 69, the number. Andrew Lee, federal member for Fenner, joins us each and every Tuesday. Hello, mate. How are you? Very well, Marcus. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. Just a a little under the weather at the moment, but we'll get through it. So tell me, uh, a lot of people are ringing and and trying to find out what assistance is available for them. Um, We'll we'll get into some of the other issues, but... um, we know there's no JobKeeper Mark II as such, but there are some federal grants available for not only small business holders, but, but also for people who've lost work. We, we can't see a way out of this in New South Wales. I know in your neck of the woods in the ACT, Andrew Barr, the Chief Ministers, uh, put another two-week lockdown in place. But here in Sydney, God knows when we'll get out of this. Nearly 500 cases yesterday and counting, Andrew. Yeah, that's right, Marcus. And uh, there are a range of supports available for businesses, uh, one-off uh, grants up to $15,000 for medium-sized businesses, uh, micro-business grants, uh, fortnightly payments of $1,500, and the so-called job saver payments, uh, which are aimed at encouraging businesses to maintain their number of uh, employees. Uh, so certainly businesses should reach out to those uh, to those grants which are being yep. administered by the New South Wales government through service.newsouthwales.gov.au. So they're, the, they're some of the state grants. What about from a federal level? What's the federal government doing uh, to assist uh, people during this this awful time of lockdowns, upon lockdowns? Well, the federal government and the New South Wales government have worked together to deliver mm. the business grants being ca- coming out through New South Wales yeah. now. That's the, uh, the approach they've chosen to sure. take. Uh, we've been critical of uh, the inadequate support there, pointing out that if less money had been wasted on uh, uh, dividends for billionaires and uh, bonuses for millionaires, then uh, we would have had uh, more resources available right now. Uh, the JobKeeper waste last year means that the, the federal budget is in worse shape right now than it should have been. Just on that, and I'm, I'm looking with interest uh, through the paper this morning, as we always do, of course, there is a big advertisement. It's a Class Action Australia advertisement. Keep corporations honest.com.au. And I, I don't know whether you've seen it, Andrew. Uh, jobs they didn't do. A proper vaccine rollout. There's a picture of the Prime Minister there rolling up his sleeves. Jobs they did do. Made it easier for big corporations to rip people off. And I'll read out the, uh, the script that they've got here. Last Monday, 
Instead of sorting out the vaccine mess, the Morrison government got rid of an important law that helps everyday people launch class actions against big corporations who do the wrong thing. Class actions help everyday people get justice when big companies do the wrong thing. Tell your Liberal or National Party MP we need stronger laws to protect everyday consumers, retiree shareholders and small investors. So, look, Morrison's copying it from everyone at the moment. And deservedly so, Marcus. You know, he just doesn't have a, a plan for the country. He's too busy playing these sort of culture wars, whether it's attacking uh, proxy advisors uh, who support investors, whether it's having a go at universities. We had somebody yesterday, uh, an international higher education expert, saying that the only government that is more anti-university in the OECD is Hungary's. Uh, and uh, we've, we've got now the, uh, the continuing failure of the vaccine rollout. Uh, you know, you look at uh, other countries which didn't have domestic mRNA manufacturing facilities. Uh, they had the foresight to order the vaccine doses they needed. For just a billion dollars last July, Australia could have got enough Pfizer to vaccinate the entire country. Uh, but right now we're languishing towards the bottom of the advanced world in our uh, vaccine rollout. Right. Uh, the government pats itself on the back for a million doses from Poland, but uh, that's a, a drop in the bucket for the uh, 50 million or so doses that are needed. Now, I don't know how true this is, and I don't like working on, on rumour or innuendo, but I'm hearing very clearly that uh, the million doses from Pfizer have an expiry date uh, of, uh, I don't know the exact date, but they're due to expire very soon. And apparently we paid, quote-unquote, over the odds for what we would have originally have got these Pfizer doses from, from the company itself. Is there any truth to this rumour? Uh, I don't know the details of uh, Poland's deal. Certainly Poland's been saying for, uh, for, for a number of uh, weeks now that it's been looking to offload some of its additional uh, vaccine. Uh, I'd welcome more vaccine coming into the country. It'll be going to people's yeah. arms very, very quickly. There's a lot of uh, young Australians that would, uh, would like to get a Pfizer dose uh, speedily. Uh, and it'll help get us out of lockdown. Sure. But we also need that communications campaign. Uh, you know, a lot of the anti-vaxxers, frankly, uh, are on Scott Morrison's side of the political fence, and he could do a lot more to uh, uh, tamp down that sort of uh, misleading information, the fear campaigns, which are contributing to vaccine hesitancy, mm. uh, currently the higher, higher in Australia than in uh, 14, any, any of uh, 14 advanced countries that were surveyed. Well, is it any wonder when you have uh, people not singing from the same hymn sheet, Andrew? George Christensen, we know what, uh, you know what we went through with that bloke in the last couple of weeks. He was, <laughs> he was of course, um, counselled by Barnaby Joyce. Now, Barnaby's been very, very busy as a counsellor because yesterday, apparently, we're led to believe he wrapped the knuckles of Matthew Canavan. I saw this tweet yesterday in this Facebook post and I was horrified. Under no circumstances should any person calling themselves a senator of Australia um, invoke climate change and try and align it somehow to the devastation and the uh, the human crisis that's occurring in in that part of the world absolutely and i couldn't put it better than uh, former deputy prime minister michael mccormack who said it was disappointing insensitive and unnecessary to compare climate policy with the bloodshed on the streets of kabul as out of place and unworthy of a member of the australian parliament our thoughts today should be the, for the afghan people and the families of our brave fallen diggers and I think that's, that's it at all. You know, those, those of us who are watching the scenes out of Kabul, particularly those horrific scenes at Kabul airport, uh, fearing for what's to come, 
uh, thinking about the, the big picture here. But Matt Canavan has just focused on scoring a political point. But it didn't even do that. I mean, it was, does anyone know whether the Taliban will sign up to net zero? I mean, was he trying to be funny? I, don't, I just, I don't understand. I mean, I was uh, told by a couple of people yesterday, oh, you know, it's just a joke. It's bewildering. Uh, you know, we've had 39,000 Australians serving in the conflict. 41 of them lost their lives. Uh, many of the Australian uh, service people will be uh, feeling the, the anguish of, uh, of, of what they're, they're watching right now. Uh, we know that Australia needs to be stepping up to the plate. Uh, this uh, so-called rescue mission uh, would, has, has no defined timeline around it. Uh, Admiral Chris Barry, who used to head our Defence Forces, has said that uh, the ugly truth is that we've left it too late to uh, support the people of Afghanistan who supported us. Uh, we need to, uh, to fast-track those visas for people coming to Australia. Uh, we need to make sure that we're opening up refugee places for people in Afghanistan who need it uh, and ensuring that no-one who's, uh, who's in Australia at the moment is, is sent back into a dangerous situation in Afghanistan.